Hey there, truthers. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. My name is Stephen Craig. I am the author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here with us. Uh, in any case, it's been a heck of a week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's been a great week for you, uh, no matter where you are. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, things are less crazy than they are uh, in Ukraine. Um, if anything, uh, the situation there has uh, is a reminder to all of us to appreciate what we have uh, and to appreciate democracy. I was uh, woke up this morning thinking about just that. Here in Colorado, we actually um, have a woman who is uh, in charge of the election um, devices out on the western slope, um, and this crazy nutter. Um, in the name of believing that there was some sort of fraud in regards to the election, actually violated the election <laughs> and, uh, and committed a number of um, crimes. She's actually been indicted on 10 different charges um, and uh, in selling out democracy. And I, I just, um, these folks at the top who this isn't what this week's uh, truth in a thousand words or less is about. This is just a total side note. But uh, these folks uh, that are um, trying to still two years later overturn an election, which was um, completely fair, honest, and, and there is zero evidence of any significant voter fraud. If anything, actually, uh, when they did um, a recount in Arizona, they actually found that Biden won by more. Um that the only election, the significant election fraud was actually taking place on the side of Trump, um, which is <laughs> telling. Um, but it's come to my, it's gotten to the point where at this point, anybody who, there are two pe two groups of people um, that are still focused on election fraud. Uh, there are the people who are stupid enough to believe it, um, and they're just the unwitting dupes of a Republican Party that has become so unbelievably corrupt um, but what's scarier is the people who are touting this as suggesting that somehow or another that there was voter fraud, um, and they know it's they know it's a complete lie, um, and it it really bothered me because here is we're watching um, and decrying what Russia did. These people are trying to turn us into Russia. They are selling out for the purpose of putting a autocrat back into power of trying to get what they want and can maintain the power that they had and the republican leadership has shown that they're willing to sell out democracy to end democracy in this country and to take away the voice of the people um and that that should be really disconcerting to us that these people know what they're doing they know that Trump lost the election. They know that there was no significant voter fraud. Uh, and these people are still continuing to use that as a basis for which they pass sweeping um, voter um, voter restrictions. And even more so, um, setting it up so that in 2024, they can do what they failed to do in 2020, which is to steal the election. Um, and I say that because they are, if you don't know about this, I, I highly suggest that you look into it. It's really, really deeply disturbing. But a significant number of these uh, sort of middle ground states, states that uh, were 
closely contested Michigan, Pennsylvania, et cetera. A number of them have uh, passed because they have Republican legislatures have passed uh, legislation that would allow um, the allow the state government uh, to send a different set of electors than the ones um, that the people chose uh, in order to overthrow uh, in order to overthrow the election results. And you can see where that's going, right? That they will claim that there was widespread voter fraud in 2000, you know, when 2024 comes uh, and, you know, the Trump loses again in those states. They will say, oh, well, he, he, he really won, but, uh, you know, it was voter fraud. And so we're going to send, we don't believe in those results of the people. So we're going to send it, the Republic, you know, we're going to send, you know, electors for Trump. That's, that's, how Putin stays in power, you know, voter fraud, voter rigging the election. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And it just, as we're sitting here watching um, the results of that kind of uh, autocratic regime, um, we're, there's a significant part of our country that is um, trying to instill exactly the same thing here. Whether wittingly or not, that, as I said, there, that there are the people at the top who are, on the verge of pure evil, you know, just um, selling out democracy for their own purposes. And then you have the stupid people who are dumb enough to believe him and uh, and believe that there was actually voter fraud without any evidence to suggest that that's true, even though a number of like Republicans who I disagree with, but who have integrity telling them no, like, you know, William, you know, former Attorney General Barr saying this coming out and saying that trump is a you know autocrat and uh, desperate for power um a number of a number of uh people on that side have have stepped up but there are not enough of them to step up and, and actually fight against the people in their own power party who are trying to take away the voice of the american people and that that truly is um saddening especially as we see what's going on in ukraine um you see, uh, you see what the result of these kind of mad, power-driven um, individuals are. In any case, that has nothing to do with this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. This week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less is actually about teaching uh, and the teacher shortage. And, um, you know, as somebody who's been involved in education for now for over uh, 20 years, uh, I, I can see, uh, we know what's going to happen in this uh, as we go into next year. We're we're here in March, and this is uh, generally the time period where schools are filling. You know, they're getting informed of any potential vacancies. Um, you know, teachers that aren't going to come back, and they're starting to fill those positions. And that—that's where the natural attrition happens, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but something different is happening this year. Um, and there was a study that came out, a couple of studies actually, and it, the numbers range from about fifty-two percent to fifty-five percent of teachers that are saying that they're uh, contemplating not coming back to the profession. That's a disturbing number. Uh, the idea of uh, 5 million teachers trying to replace 5 million teachers uh, is really difficult. Um, and in this week's article, I focus on one aspect of that, but there are there are a number of factors that are going into this, right? Like the pandemic sucked. Uh, I have to tell you, if you ever tried to teach online, um, 
you know, trying to teach people through um, through Zoom is, is incredibly difficult. Um, it's difficult enough when they're right there in front of you uh, and trying to manage those um, those behavior disruptions uh, is difficult enough. Classroom management is really difficult when they're right there in front of you. To try to manage that uh, when you have 20 different or 30 different people um, spread out on across the what you know the geographical area and you're trying to manage that that's really difficult uh, mass mandates believe it or not as much as many teachers were in favor of them doesn't mean that they like them um, nobody likes the results of covid but hopefully those two things right are are on their way towards um, are on their way towards being done um we have uh you know like what happened at my kids school where there were been mass shootings um that too is uh, has got to be a difficult part of the profession at this point. Um, and uh, it, even though uh, teachers have almost uh, the same, um, if you take a look at the statistics, uh, the um, danger right of uh, the risk at on, of during employment of um, experiencing some sort of violent attack or death on the job. Uh, teachers have their rate is almost as high as police officers. Yeah, I'll let that sink in for you for a minute, right? The teachers, their job is almost as dangerous as a police officer's. Yet you don't see teachers getting danger pay, right? They don't make anywhere close to what a police officer makes, even though their education level has to be significantly higher, and their job is every bit as difficult, probably more so, and uh, <clears throat> and dangerous. And so uh, they're not getting that. Um, and, uh, and there are certainly, uh, we all know about the pay and, uh, and there are certainly been some really difficult aspects of that. Um, but the one I want to focus on today, I, I'm, I let plenty of other people, they listen, there are a number of articles out there also say some of the aspects of this is that they, teachers at this point feel like they are being let down by their administrations, um, and not being given the support that they need. Uh, nor the funding that they need in order to do their job and educate children. Um, that all of that has become a part of what is already a difficult job and, and teachers are not nearly appreciated enough. And that is the part that I'm going to focus on in this week's Truth or a Thousand Words or Less. So with no further ado, um, this week's, this week's uh, column is called Where Will All the Teachers Go? Nobody ever teaches for the money. They teach in spite of the money. Trust me on this one. I have a BA from one of this country's leading liberal arts colleges. Thank you, Colgate University, who, by the way, just uh, made it into the NCAA basketball tournament. Woohoo! Uh, along with an MA from the University of Vermont. And in 20 plus years in education, I have never taken home more than $50,000 a year in salary. Oh, I've had great jobs at some of the nation's most prestigious secondary institutions and lived in expensive places such as Vail and Washington, D.C., but that's the financial zenith of my professional earning power. Fifty fucking thousand dollars. I feel fairly confident suggesting that very few of my former college friends, or any college graduates really, can say they've ever learned earned less. So what is it then that draws and keeps teachers in the field of education? It must come down to other more intrinsic rewards than the mere conveyance of financial remuneration. 
Indeed, I once had a boss I admired deeply suggest to us that it comes down to validation. Now, perhaps that was just an excuse for giving me such a paltry salary, but to tell you the truth, I genuinely think he was on to something. And if so, we better start giving teachers a whole hell of a lot more validation because they sure as heck aren't getting it right now. And we're about to have a full-fledged teacher shortage crisis on our hands. There are a number of studies out there right now, including ones from the NEA and Ed Week Research Center, suggesting that just over half of American teachers are seriously contemplating leaving the profession. Are you kidding me? That means about 5 million teachers are set to walk through that door in June and never come back. That's a serious problem, folks. Just who are we going to get to take $50,000 a year to fill all those jobs? Given that the ratio of new hires to openings fell to 0.59 this past year, apparently the obvious answer is absolutely no one. And by the way, if you don't, if that statistic throws you off, um, that basically means that for every 10 job openings, they're only filling six, right? So for every 10 openings, they're filling six of them. And that's it. And that was before this year popped up, right? That was going into this year, not what's going to happen this come this spring. So just why are so many teachers leaving the profession? Well, I will leave others to focus on some of the more pragmatic extrin extrinsic factors that are precipitating this potential mass exodus. Yes, teacher shortages are a vicious cycle where staffing issues further exacerbate the workload and burnout teachers are already facing. Yes, mass mandates and distance learning have been complex obstacles taxing already stressed educators. Yes, school shootings have become an increasingly common phenomenon in our nation's schools, while police officers, um, while police officers get hazard pay, but teachers still do not. And yes, National test scores dipped precipitously during the pandemic, suggesting that teachers are now left to play a perpetual game of catch-up as they engage in the Sisyphean quest of making up all the learning students missed during the last two years. But I want to focus on that more intrinsic part of the equation, that validation thing my boss brought up many years ago. Because while most of those other items can hopefully be ascribed to temporary conditions that can be ameliorated over time, I am deeply concerned that the sense of validation that kept so many teachers working in the field of education, despite the clear financial ramifications, has eroded and is never coming back. A few weeks ago, I wrote about how critical race theory has become a dog whistle to conservatives uh, who falsely believe that public schools are being used by school boards to ram liberal political agendas down the throats of their children without their consent. The result of this, quite sadly, has been the undermining of the teaching profession in two separate but related capacities. The first of these has been the election of conservative school boards who have come in and immediately instituted policies that interfere with teachers doing their best work in educating children. These uninformed blowhards who gener generally have about as much knowledge regarding proper governance in the field of education as I do of European model carburetors, i.e., none, have not only thrown the baby out with the bathwater, all in the name of protecting children from the truce of systemic racism and gender identity, they have pissed in the tub while doing so. They are dictated to teachers. 
not just what they can or cannot teach, but telling educators who have a fidelity to truth that they must engage in a willful whitewashing of American history. But with these boards have come an emboldening of the general public to unload their personal political perspectives on teachers who deserve better than to be barraged with their unhinged rants. Listen, I know I engage in unhinged rants on a weekly basis, but that's just me writing to a general audience who can always choose to ignore this nonsense always. Anyways, <laughs> but more and more, teachers are becoming the unwitting target of politicized invectives. 14% of teachers say that they have become the victim of vocal criticisms based on the teachings, their teachings regarding the topics of race. After a staged teacher walkout in the wake of the conservative school board illegally meeting to fire the district superintendent, many teachers in Douglas County, Colorado, were met with the following signs of harassment placed on their windshields while they were in the building teaching children. And since then, you can't see this uh, that was included in the column, I'll read it out loud to you. Um, the Douglas County School Board, I, I highly urge you to look this up if you uh, aren't familiar with the story. Um, Douglas County is where my kids go to school. They actually go to charter school, so they're not run by the uh, DCSD, the school district. Um, but they do go to school in that same district, and, um, in a charter school within that district. And so I, I know the story fairly well. I actually used to teach in that district. And uh, the <clears throat> Douglas County in a state that's pretty pretty liberal. Um, the Douglas County is a fairly conservative area. And uh, they, this uh, four, um, four person now majority as conservatives uh, ran on the issue of getting rid of mass mandates, which everyone's done now anyways, and on uh, eliminating critical race theory, which was not being taught in any Douglas County school. So even though it wasn't being taught, <clears throat> they, they convinced people that it was and that they were somehow going to stop it. In any case, a whole bunch of the teachers protested this <clears throat> and walked out, uh, not just because of the fact that uh, what the school board did, um, but that they met illegally without uh, the four of them met to uh, plan and talk to uh, Superintendent Wise to tell him that he had to either re uh, quit or he was gonna be fired. And, uh, it is our a judge just ruled this morning, actually, that that meeting uh, was completely illegal. They did so without the other three board members or any public uh, or any public uh, opportunity to view what was going on, uh, which is completely illegal, according to the Colorado state statutes requiring open meetings. And so the teachers walked out um, and a number of the teachers who walked out uh, in protest of that found this note on their cars um, the following week. The note says this. Most teachers are good and we appreciate them. You are bad. Get out and leave. All teacher unions are bad. Teacher unions are not for the kids and not for the parents. The whole nation sees that. Douglas County parents, grandparents, and taxpayers own the schools. Remember that. We approve the curriculum, not you not the teacher unions. Now, as an English teacher, I can tell you that this constitutes some poorly written country bumpkin ass crap, but if their intention was to invalidate and demean teachers in both a specific and generalized context, I will tap my hat to them and say, well done, because that is simply unbelievably degrading stuff right there. 
Yes, this is just one oxygen-deprived moron spewing indiscriminate vitriol, but it is representative of the unfettered attacks, both overt and surreptitious, that teachers have been subject, subjected to in recent years. And with each and every one of them goes a piece of the validation that makes teachers teach. And once that's up and left, so too will the teachers. Who in their right minds will tolerate crappy pay, mass shootings, apathetic and entitled students, even more entitled parents, and long hours without breaks due to staffing shortages, all to get told that they suck and aren't appreciated? So of course they are going to leave in droves. And like the girlfriend who has finally had enough of your crap, <clears throat> they won't be returning. Oh, like King George and Hamilton, we can sit there singing that they'll be back. But in the end, we will be the spurned lover, wishing we had finally appreciated them before it was too late. I, uh, I write this week's column for all of my friends uh, in the teaching profession. You're all flippin' amazing. I, uh, I, you know, I, I work, uh, obviously, at the Peak School here in Frisco, um, helped start the Peak School, and uh, I am privileged to work with these folks each and every day. I am consistently blown away by how amazing all of those folks are and um, and to all of the amazing teachers out there um, I hope some you hear somebody telling you that you are fucking amazing and with that folks uh, we'll be back next week you know what this means it means I'm out of here um, thank you folks for tuning in uh, my name is Stephen Craig I am the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less we come out each and every Thursday, both in uh, print form. You can find us at uh, www.waitingfortoday.com. You can also find us on Medium. Have a huge following there. Uh, and you can, of course, if you uh, prefer, you can, like a lot of you do, uh, download the podcast. Listen to it in your car ride home. In any case, I appreciate you no matter how you listen. We'll be back next Thursday. Peace out, y'all. Thanks a lot. Have a great week.